Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 480. Well, love cars, love people, love your family, love life, because um, that's what it's all about. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Ralph Morano. Ralph, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm here, ready to rock and roll. All right, great to have you here. Ralph Morano owns Morano & Sons Auto Sales in Garwood, New Jersey. For over 35 years, he's been in this family-owned company, now with two locations. They buy, sell cars, trucks, sport utility vehicles, but Ralph has a 38-plus year dedication and contribution to the classic car hobby with a special affection for Packards and Darren. While Packards are his first love, his Darren collection is very unique in that Ralph owns a Darren from every year built from 1937 to 1942. Ralph, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your business, your life, and your passion for automobiles before we get into the questions? Sure. Well, cars have been my life. My father and myself were, uh, he worked for the New Jersey Turnpike Authority. And when I graduated high school, I went to work for Sears Roebuck. And um, we used to buy and sell cars on the side. And then we um, mid-1970s, I went out and did it on my own. And my two my two boys work with me. My wife works with me, and um, cars have been my entire life. I think there's a little bit of oil in my veins. <laughs> there's there's not a car that that I don't like, and, and my next my favorite car is my next car. So I just <laughs> I don't know if it's the chase or just I just love cars, and I just got hooked on Packards in 1978, and. Um, they just kind of stayed with me. So we have about 88 cars in our collection now. Wow. Constantly growing. Wow, fantastic. Well, we're going to learn a lot more about you, your business, and, and this passion you have for cars, and some really cool stories, I think, as we move on. But first, I always like to start with a success quote. Is there some saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success? It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Ralph, take the wheel. Family. That's my biggest thing. That's to me. That's the most important thing in in, in the world to me. My, my my children, my wife, my grandchildren, my in laws, family is it. I, I I love people. 
people have been good to me, uh, just like automobiles. I've been good to them, and they've been good to me. So it's all about camaraderie and, and just staying, doing what you like to do best. I mean, I, I love people. Not all of them, but I love most of them. <laughs> uh, I have had a good time in my, in my life. I've been very fortunate. Uh, I, I work hard, and I play hard, okay? I work. I still go to work every day. I'm the first one here and the last one to leave, so I just... Life is great, and, and it's what you put in is what you get out. Absolutely. Well, it's a nice thing about working in the field that you're passionate about because although it is a lot of work and effort, sometimes it's just uh, the passion that keeps driving you there. Is there a story you could share with us that was a pivotal moment in your life when you really knew that you were a car guy? Well, it goes back, I guess, when I was early. I mean, cars just did it to me. I'd see a car, and, and I can remember when I was four and five years old, would be, I'd be riding with my father, and, and I could name every car that rode by. If that was a Dodge, I knew a Dodge. If that was a Chevy, I knew a Chevy. So it, it I can remember that. It started with me very early, and people say, boy, you really know. You know and a car would go by and say, oh, look, there's a, there's a Chevy. There's a Chevy, Dad. You know? So <laughs> it, it's, it's funny. I have, one, I have six grandchildren, and the youngest one, he's about the most into the cars. And we were in New York at a show, and he was small then. I was carrying him. He said, Grandpa, i got to go to the bathroom. So... We walk in the bathroom, and on the wall in tile is an old car. And he goes by. He says, Grandpa, there's a Packard. And the guy that was walking out, he liked to die. He, he couldn't believe it, you know. Well, well-trained so, grandchild there. <laughs> but when it's in you, it's in you. You can't implant the seed. It has to be in you. Yeah, I agree. I hear that from many of my guests here. Ralph, what I'd love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big, big challenge in your life, or even better, a huge failure that you face. But the really important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that particular situation and what did it teach you? Well, I guess the biggest, one of the biggest things in my life is that in, in August of, uh, I guess, actually August 4th, 1978, I was hit head on by a drunk driver. Oh, gosh. And um, I was driving a 70 Dodge Challenger convertible. And mm. that car actually saved my life because he hit me head on and the sides of the engine kept him away. And then he spun me around and hit me in the back and then went on again. I can remember pulling myself up and spitting out my back teeth. Oh, gosh. And, and saying to myself, I I I'm okay. And then the horn was blowing. And then the, all of a sudden I heard poof. And then the car caught on fire. Oh, my gosh. So, the, my passenger window was my door was jammed because he hit me there too and I couldn't get out and at the time I would work for Sears Roebuck and I was on my way home and I had my keys and on there I used to keep a pen knife so I tried to cut the roof but I couldn't find my keys so that window was open about six inches and, and I got out oh wow and, and it's a good thing that I did because when the police got there their fire extinguisher didn't work so oh my gosh yeah it, it just went on and on and on that night and um it was an experience and uh, I had a lot of problems after that, but you overcome them because my family helped me through a lot of things and, mm -hmm. and God helped me through a lot of things. And that was one of the stories how I bought my first car, my first Packard. I was always a hot rod Corvette Model A kind of guy. Um, but when you can overcome that, and, and every day in my life since that, if I don't accomplish something that day, I lost that whole day. So I always try to do something that I know that I – it could be small, but I did it. I just didn't waste that day of my life. And so many people do, and it's such a shame. And they, they wake up too late to where woulda, shoulda, and coulda, you know? So Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing a really personal story. And I understand that that 
that accident led up to you getting your first Packard, your passion for Packard. You've involved in, been involved in the car hobby for a long time, showing yes. cars and so forth. So uh, I guess in a very warped, weird way, that accident moved you forward. But what I really like about this story is how much you value life. And so many people go through life not valuing every day and realizing that, oh, there'll just be another day to do this. And you know what? There might not be. So treat every day as if it was a gift because it is. Exactly. And your friends, you know, if you have five or six good friends your whole life that stick by you and you could call with a problem, I mean, that's a lot. So many people take for granted things, but you, you really shouldn't because the guy could pull the spring, the string on you any day. You have no no yeah. way of knowing what's going on. Yeah. So oh my. Treat gosh. everybody good, and I try to treat people the way I'd like to be treated, and fair, and and do things the right way. And I believe in God, and and you know, I just believe in our country tremendously. And this is the best place in the world. But people take so many things for granted that it, sometimes I look at them, I say, you, "You're a fool," you know. If yeah. you got the opportunity, man, do it. You know, you have the knowledge, you have the strength, you have the ability then why waste it, you know? Absolutely. Great story and another great opportunity to remind everybody, do not drive after drinking, please, please, please. Let's shift gears here, Ralph, and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a story when you had one of those career aha moments. I like to say it's when the headlights come on and illuminate your way for a new new direction, new idea that you had maybe with your career, your business, your life. But tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. Well, I worked for Sears Roebuck 16 years, and I started there right after high school, two bucks an hour, putting engines in, uh, when minimum wage then was $1.35. So I worked my way all the way up to the store manager. And, wow. and during that time, people, college was a big thing in everybody's life, and I was the last manager that Sears Roebuck had at that time uh, that was not a college graduate. So I, I did it all the hard way. And now everything is college, college, college. And right now, I was a, that was my 50th high school reunion this year, and they nominated me successful business person. So wow. what, I, what I did was I, I, I give a scholarship now for every boy and girl who does not go to college, who does go to trade school to learn these fields, because I think we're losing the auto shop, the machine shop, the wood shop, the home economics, all the basic basics that we really have. And I think it's coming round circle now the, the computers are great but you still have to have that that one-on-one contact that eye contact and and this is i think we've lost that a little bit but i think we should get that back in our lives and and i see that more and more with people i mean my business in it is in a town seven tenths of a square mile and we do a great business knock wood because we put the time and effort into it and we treat the people the way i want to be treated you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying Absolutely. So, to me, that's my life goal. Is if I can project that and my family and people can pick that up. I know I have a lot of long-term employees, 20 and 30 years. To me, that is so important in being an American and, and being a successful business person, not just making everything a one-night stand, you know? Yeah, it, it's a great message out there. I would agree with you. And I have had many guests on my show that run a restoration facilities, restoration shops, things like that, that uh, have a hard time finding young people that have a trade or a craft that they can utilize with their hands. My dad always taught me, always have a trade to fall back on. In case something goes wrong, you can always do something with your hands that somebody else can't. So uh, I think it's great that scholarship that you give out. Kudos to you for doing that and for, for helping those uh, those kids that have decided there's a different path they can take. This 
just as as successful uh, versus going to college. Let's talk a little bit about proudest career moments. Uh, you've been in business for so long. I would assume you've had many, but is there one in particular that stands out for you that you'd like to share? Well, this year being my 50th graduation, my my high school graduation, I was pretty proud of that. That I know it's a small little town, and and but I was I was proud of of having that recognition that. I started with nothing and did it the right way. Uh, nobody gave it to me. I started. I worked. I still work hard. And I just like to project that image to these people today. We just lost that. And to me, that is so, so, so important to keep our morals and, and our basic skills going in this country and, and in the world, throughout the world. I mean, we were the leaders. Detroit, when you go to Detroit now, you like to cry. I mean, we were just so, so, so we were just, you drive a 28 Packard and you drive a 30 Packard, it's two years, but the engineering changed so much. We were so innovative. We, we did so much. We've lost that. We lost our way. And, and to me, that bothers me so much that we gave it to Koreans. We gave it to the Japanese. They didn't get any better. We just gave it up. And that bothers me. And, and we do, like now our cars are getting better and, and our industry is getting better and we're, we're, you know, we're trying. To me, that is so important. You know, that's just, it's not about me. I'm not an I person. I'm a we person. I work as a team. And I think we've lost our way about everybody. It's just about them. And, you know, I don't mean to lecture, but you ask me and I'm telling you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that from a man who's been around, a man who's done it, who's lived the American dream by working his tail off, working very hard uh, and not expecting handouts, but uh, earning everything that he has. So very well said. I like that. Let's have a little bit of fun here. You know, let's talk about your first really special car. It may have been your first car. It could have been that car you finally got that you'd always been trying to get or trying to earn. And maybe you could share a special memory about that vehicle. Well, I loved hot rods. I mean, I've always loved hot rods when I was a kid. I used to sit in the bathroom and read all the hot rod magazines <laughs> and, 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 and just picture myself and, and, you know, never looking at a high boy in a 32 Ford and, uh, I said, oh, you know, I just love to own one, and and I have them now in my collection. I remember when I was, I guess, eleven or twelve. I wanted my license in the worst way, and a friend of mine and I, he had a long driveway, and when his mother used to go to work in the summer, and we were out of school, me and him had bought a forty-seven Ford together, and we would drive that thing up and down that driveway without exaggeration, 200 times during the day. <laughs> and it was only 60 feet, but we would drive it forward and drive it backward, drive it forward, drive it backward. We had tape. We had tape in his garage, and we would make it like we were drag racing, and he, the neighbors would go crazy because we would pop the clutch and go down the driveway, and <laughs> cops would come. And we were like 13 years old, and that was, I mean, I just love, you know, cars. My next, fate, you know, my, everybody says, well, what's your favorite? Well, it's like asking me, which is my favorite son? I mean, yeah. I like them all. That's my problem. My next one is my favorite. <laughs> your next one. You know? in, my, in, in the last seven weeks, I bought three cars that I never, never thought I would own in my entire life. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. I bought, uh, I've been on this car for over 30 years. It's the 1938 Packard Darren, but it's the prototype Darren. Oh, wow. It's the Chester Morris car. So I end up putting that deal together, I guess, in November. Uh-huh. And then there was another Packard Darren in Jersey that the fellow owned since 1959. Wow. And when he was restoring this car about 35 years ago, we spoke, and he had since passed. And then the car was left to his estate, and it sat there. And they contacted me, and we ended up putting the deal together. So I got that Darren. And then two weeks before Christmas, 
I get the strangest phone call from the Darren family. Oh, my gosh. Well, we have Darren's Darren, and we'd like you to have it. Well, you're a Darren guy. I know that. So, yeah. So, I bought Darren's family's Darren. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, I have that car, which I never, last time I saw that car was in 1985 at Bob Turnquist's shop, Hibernia Restoration. Yeah. And I saw it up there, and it had a bunch of speed equipment on it. It had two twos, Offenhauser head, beehive oil filter, or the Mallory coil. And when I spoke to him about it, I spoke to the, to the nephew, Tim, who had the car willed to him. It went to his father, David, and then to the mother, who was a little under the weather, so it was willed to him. Mm-hmm. And um, he says, no, I have all that speed equipment. We took it off when we restored the car, but you're welcome to. So I have everything that went with the car wow. uh, when they had it new. They used to race it at Lime Rock in the 50s. And um, I've got the full history, and you know, I was just so fortunate to get those Three cars that I never thought I'd own. Wow! Congratulations. That's all. Yeah. What a what a great six weeks. That's fantastic. Dreams really do come true. (laughs) I mean, even with my concept cars, the original ones I chased, and then after a while, they started to find me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I have the two Packard Monte Carlos. I found one. I knew where it. We went on and on for like six years, and finally got that done. And then, like two weeks after that, the other one pops up, rusted to the door handles out in the Midwest. And I bought that too. So once you start this thing and people start to know it, and now with the internet, it's even closer than it used to be. Right. They can go on and Google your name and blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, so it went on and on and on. Even when I bought the 37 Darren, I bought that from Ken Kirchival, the, uh, the actor. And, uh, oh, okay. He was going through a divorce and I bought the car. So y- you don't know. He called me one day. He said, Ralph, I really like you have to have this car. You really shouldn't go, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And I end up you know buying the car and how fun well it sounds like you don't maybe let many cars go so this next question is about seller's remorse is there one vehicle you've let go that you really wish you had back or do you just keep them all oh five Five. Five. oh my gosh five five oh goodness yeah i know the five and i know where they are and yeah i'm telling you five so (laughs) well let's talk about one let's if you can narrow it down to one here of those five that you really wish you had back I guess it would be the Packard Waterhouse that I sold. Well, I traded. See, years ago, to get what I got, I had a horse trade. You know what I mean? So if I had something really good and want something better, I had to throw that in a deal. And that's what I did. I traded like two in on that deal to get the other one that I have now. But, you know, it happens. It's all part of the game. And I almost got it back about a year ago, and then the whole thing fell apart. So I, I may get that back someday. But that's... The, the other ones, one's coming up, actually coming up for sale at Rob's auction uh, next week at Amelia. It's the Auburn Boatiel Speedster. Oh, okay. Um, I thought about that, but they put my name in the advertisement that I was one of the previous owners, and uh-huh. now I'm getting about 10 phone calls on how good is the car, so I'll be bidding against people. Uh-oh. Yeah, so you can I just tell them all, ah, oh, it's a piece of yeah, junk. You don't want that yeah, thing. I'll tell I you the bad history. <laughs> I couldn't do that, so I'm, I'm actually going to bid on it for somebody uh, that can't be there. So Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But there's there was five. As I said, I, I I know the five. One's still in Jersey, and um, it's just it happens. You it's know? But, an affliction. It sounds like it's an affliction. <laughs> well, I had a I had to trade them. So and that's what the problem was to get better and better. But of course, well, that's the way to do it. It's the way to do it. Now let's talk about current projects. Is there anything you guys are working on right now that really have you excited and fired up? Oh yeah, we've got like five in the works. We're finishing one for Pebble this year. Uh, it's a 1938 Super 8 Packard convertible sedan. Mm. It's bodied by Bowman and Schwartz, but it's the only one with a removable hardtop. Oh, wow. 
and it's got these cylinders. You press a button, and it lifts the roof right up, and then you lift it off these these cylinders, and then push it back. So, oh my and gosh. it's a steel a steel roof, must weigh about six hundred pounds. And this car came out of Mexico. I guess it was an embassy car. It's got a hood lock and um, wow. very, very, very unique car. So that's being uh, striped, pinstriped this week. And I'll probably get that car back next week. So that'll be for Pebble this year. And nice. then we've got a, I'm going to do that prototype, Darren. And uh, that's going to be a problem because the prototype car, I don't know if you ever saw prototypes or any of those those show cars of those years. It was all about what the outside looked like. Right. Now, you open the hood. You open this hood, you want to throw up. Uh, I mean, it's hammered and beat and pounded and holes drilled and, and wells and screws. So I don't know how I'm going to restore this car. I don't want to take that patina away or the look of how it was built. But how do I do it to leave it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, it's preservation has become so important in the collector car market. Maybe there's a way just to clean it up and preserve what the inside of these prototype cars really look like. So that's what I'm thinking. So, And then we have a, a car called a Matford. I don't know if you ever heard of that. It's a French-bodied Ford. This is probably the most radical Ford in the world. It's a Victoria. Matfords were built in France between 36 and 39. Then hmm. after that, they started making trucks for the war. They quit cars and they started trucks. Uh-huh. So if you Google Matford, you'll see it. You'll see some of their their, their work on online. It's a, got Marshall headlights. It's a Victoria. Uh, it's got a tail in the back like a Delage or a Delahaye. And it's got an anthem body on it. I've got pictures of the car parked in front of the factory where it was designed and built. Mm-hmm. So we've got that on the drawing board. And then um, I've got a, another crazy Packard. It's bodied by Mayfair. It's the only one in the world. Wow. It's right-hand drive. It's a humongous coupe. And that's up. Actually, just started that one now. So we've got stuff in the in the works, you know, for down the road. That's as of as of right now. So wow, fantastic! Those all sound very, very interesting, very cool. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Ralph. If Ralph was a car, what kind of car would you be, and why? If I was younger, I'd say a, a hot rod. But as I got <laughs> older, I'd say a Packard because you live longer. You know, <laughs> yeah, they last longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, so ask the man that owns one. So yeah. I guess anything on four wheels, it wouldn't be anything. I like, that's my problem. I like everything. I'm a car dealer, so I do it every day. And yeah. I love Porsches. I think they're so cool. And, and I just, I ordered a year and a half ago one of those Jaguar Project 7s. Have you ever heard of them? Oh, yes. I had the designer of that car on my car. I'll have mine tomorrow. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Very yeah, cool. So that, they're going to deliver that to me tomorrow. So that's a real, I like the, always like the D-types. Yeah. And, and when I saw this car, we were at Pebble a year and a half ago, and we were at the um, the show on Friday there, the Quail. Yes. And I was walking by the Jaguar tent, and I heard all this commotion, and they go grab this sheet, and they rip it off the car, and they, they unveil the first one. It was in white. Mm-hmm. So I walk up, and I say to the girl, okay, I'll take it. She says, oh, no, these are special. We're only going to do 250, and only 43 are coming to the States, and you have to blah, 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 blah. So I got on the phone. I, I said to my son, I says, call the Jaguar dealer. I knew him. And by the time that he called her, this girl had already emailed him. Oh, nice. And a month later, they called me and said, you know, send us $10,000 deposit and you have one of the Project 7s. You have the only one in the state of New Jersey. So I did. And I ordered the green, which I think every British car should be green. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to get it tomorrow. So it took a year and a half to build. And um, they shipped us all down, the owners down to Florida, at Winter Park in the beginning of December. And we raced them for two days down there. 
No kidding. Yeah, it was really, really great. It was a great two days of pouring rain going 190 miles an hour in these cars, and it was really a phenomenal experience. Oh, my gosh. Very cool. Well, yeah. uh, congratulations on getting Thank one you. of those because, uh, yeah, very rare car and, um, yeah. you know, very unique car, very cool car, actually, yeah. I think, you know, when you when you look at those things. Uh, Cesar Pieri, who's uh, the head designer there at Jaguar, was mm -hmm. very involved in designing that car. So he'll be excited to know that a fellow guest, he was a guest on my show yep. uh, of Cars Yeah, is getting one. So very cool. Yeah. Well, Ralph, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Ralph, we are back and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Take care of your car, I guess, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. You take care of it, it takes care of you. I mean, your normal your normal maintenance, I mean, it's simple, simple, but some people forget about it. Oh, you know, they yeah. think because they, they pay a lot for a car that you don't have to do a lot to it. But right. in retrospect, it goes the other way. Absolutely. Know? Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? Consistency. Mm. Trying to be, you know, the same thing every day and, and just do the best you can with what you got. There's bumps in the road. Get over it, okay? You know, don't be moaning and whining and this and that. Just get over it. You know, I mean, to me, that's important. Just do the same thing. And you could, and, you, and and then you, what you're going to do, be good at what you do. If you're going to be a garbage man, then be, damn it, be a good garbage man. You know, if you're going to sweep floors, then make sure you get all the damn corners, okay? You know? <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. But, that's it. That's really, you know. Now, how about resources? Is there one resource in particular that you're really fond of? This could be a website. It could be a blog that you get. could be some place that you go to frequent often that has to do with cars. Well, price-wise, sometimes I'll look at cars. I whip open my Hemmings. I've got a stack of uh, two, four, six, eight, ten, 16 Hemmings here on my desk. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, somebody calls me with this. Sometimes I forget what that looks like, and I'll flip open Hemmings and look at, oh, there's an 86 Transit. I, now I remember what, you know what I mean? The yeah. Different bumpers and stuff like that. And to me, that's that's pretty good. I mean, I keep a lot of, I have a library here in my office that if I, for Packards, I can open Bob Turnquist's book and the engine number. Gee, I'm buying this car. Is the engine number right? And I can do that. Ah, so, uh, yes. You know, I mean, that's so important if you want to be a, a connoisseur or, or if you want to, you know, help people out as much as you can. When Bob Turnquist passed, I, I ended up, I bought all his his memorabilia and all the Packard history. So I have everything every year. So I have quite a bit of pictures and, and, and nomenclature and, and design drawings and stuff like that. So that always helps me. Very cool. Well, you talk about library. Let's talk about a book. Is there one book in particular you could recommend to the Car Show listeners? Hemmings. Hemmings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, I just think that it's a great book for, for the years that it's been around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, it's there. Okay. It's not playing games the, the stuff is in i mean the the 
internet has changed it quite a bit now, but they've went internet too. But years ago, Hemmings was it. Everybody waited for that and you opened it up. And you know what I'm saying? Now there's, there's so many auctions and there's so many of this and so many of that, you know. So it's changed quite a bit. But I think that's old, basic, basic, old school, you know. Well, they always called it the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I understand. But I mean, I, I go to that all the time. As I said, I keep them on my desk and I can flip off that in that book. I'll look two months before, three months. And, oh, there's one. Now I know, you know. So it's that's important. That's Great good. resource. Well, listeners, I'll remind you, you can find all these great resources at carsyeah.com slash Ralph Marano. And Ralph's last name is M-A-R-A-N-O. All right, Ralph, we are up to what I call the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. Excuse me. I guess I should say Packard, but we'll use that cliche. If you could have only one, I'm sorry, I said just one collector car in your garage, but you can't buy something expensive and sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with that little tricks off the table since you wheel and deal with cars. But money's no object. I'll buy you whatever vehicle you'd like today. What would that one vehicle be? And more importantly, why? Now you're talking about the one car that I would want out of everything. One collector car in the whole world of all the cars that exist out there. Yep. The, Cors- the Corsair. The Corsair? Yes. Okay. So tell us a little bit about that car and why you chose that. Now, do you know what car that is, correct? I Yes, I do know what car that is. It's a beautiful car. That was built car. by Heinz, 57, the son. Yeah. And he, he passed on and could never really enjoy the car. Mm-hmm. It's a cord Auburn undercarriage, you know. Um, yeah. I think the design of that car is just mind-boggling. I mean, it's just, if you think about what was then and what that car looks now, it could fit in right now. I mean, it was so, so, so far ahead of its time. And again, that was another car. It had the, the like homing engine, but it really it wasn't a land speed record car. But the car looked like it was going 200 miles an hour just parked there. Now, do, they, do they call that car the Phantom Corsair? Yes. That, that's the black one, right? The that's black just... one, yeah. It was in the Harrah the Harri collection. Yes. I think it's still there. I mean, but that car is my, when I see that car and I said, wow, that's unreal. Yeah, yeah. That car is, I uh, saw that on the lawn at Pebble Beach. Yeah. It probably one is one of those most unique cars you'll ever see. And for listeners out there, just Google Phantom Corsair and you'll see the car that uh, Ralph's talking about. This is going to cost me a pretty penny, Ralph. I don't think there's a dollar figure on that one. I think that's yeah. in there for perpetuity. You know, I think yeah, that's going to yeah. be there a while. Yeah, I uh, think so. Well, well, you asked me and I told you. I, You know, and I love the fact that you had an answer for me because for a man that has so many vehicles and has a passion for cars the way you do, uh, sometimes that can be tough to pick, but you knew exactly which one to pick. Yep. So very cool. Well, Ralph, you have taken us on an awesome ride today. I knew you would, and I've really enjoyed talking with you. And I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yeah listeners and with me. Is there one parting piece of guidance you could offer our listeners before you drive off into the sunset in that Phantom Corsair? Well, love cars, love people, love your family, love life, because um, that's what it's all about. Again, it's just so, so, so important. Go for what you want. It's there. The opportunity is there, but you got to find it. you got to make it happen. There you go. I love it. Well, what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your companies? Our website is MoranoSonsAuto.com, one word. Cool. And um, if you need a good car, we're here. If you need to talk to me about anything, I'm here too. And I, I really appreciate the time uh, you know, that you've given me. Um, a good friend of mine is Wayne Carini. He does Chasing Classic yeah, Cars. He's he, been a guest here on Cars, yeah? We've got to be very good friends. It was so weird. My trucker, 
who picked up cars for me and him to, you know, to Wayne one day, he says, you got to meet Ralph. And then he would come to me and says, Ralph, you got to meet Wayne. I mean, you guys are like, yep. so we are like brothers from a different mother. I mean, we, we, <laughs> we, we do the same things. We do a lot of business together. Actually, we just got our uh, acceptance uh, yesterday afternoon to the Millie. So we're going to be doing that. Awesome. Oh, 1927 wow. Italia. So we got two Italians in Italy driving in an Italia. <laughs> so we're going to bring pizza with us and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun maybe so a little wine a little wine after the drive after to the enjoy drive the correct evening. Yes. yeah so we're looking we've been hoping we got accepted and just yesterday afternoon he called me says you're not going to believe it we got it we got oh, it oh so well looking awesome forward to that. very yeah. very cool very cool well listeners again you can find links to everything that ralph's been so kind to share today on his very own show notes page at cars Ralph, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with the listeners until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Hey, Mark, thanks. I really appreciate all, all that we did. We had a lot of fun. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!